I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Is the, the podcast. podcast, and I'm not Theo. I am not the ever-working Juliet. I am ever-working, um, and somehow not being ever paid, but uh, paid enough to get by barely. Uh, but that's neither here nor there. We're not talking about. We are talking about getting paid. We are. Well, we're talking. Yeah, our show today is about work and work-life culture and all that, and generational divides and so many things. Um, so many things, which we'll get into in a moment, but I really want to know what's Most importantly, bacon. let's talk about what's us. shaking bacon? <laughs> what's new with you, Theo? Um, okay, so what's new with me is I am... Okay, this sounds so stupid self-helpy, and I'm not that person, but Ooh. I am consciously living my life and am I'm making these small steps towards bigger steps, right? Yeah. And so there'll be a better focus on my health this year, nice. right? Actively working out on purpose, <laughs> not to look good, but to be healthy. If I look okay. good because of it, what a nice, so happy byproduct. It. Yeah. Oh, oh, oops, I got <laughs> cute again. Um, You're totally cute. So that, but um, also, and here, all right, so here's a story. I was in the outlet this week. And I was uh, walking around my favorite place in the world, the Pottery Barn Outlet, which uh-huh. like, how, how is there an outlet for Pottery Barn? Amazing. <laughs> Just looking. It's the same crap. It's always the same crap. Uh-huh. And um, there were five kids and they were all oh under the age of eight years old, but oh all over the age of like five. So just in that uh-huh. anno- starting to be real annoying age. Um uh-huh. And they were running around and they were screaming and the place was real quiet because it was midweek. And I was so annoyed. I was annoyed at those kids. I was annoyed at the parents. I was annoyed at being annoyed, right? And that they were annoying kids. They Sounds were those stupid, annoying. smart, alecky, like, yeah, bah, 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 bah. mommy, mommy, <laughs> bah, bah, yeah, yeah, look at me. Oh, God, jumping on furniture. I mean, they were a little out of control, I'm going to say. So if the mother is listening to me. Uh, honest reaction. You're a bad parent. Your children were out of control, right? But then I had a moment and I was like, Theo, you know what? Let's take a step back from the situation and let's look at it through the filter of maybe you're the problem. Maybe the kids jumping up and down on couches that they don't own that other people are going to buy in the future, maybe, right? Maybe and running in and out of the bathroom, shouting at each other, right? You're going poo-poo, you're going (laughs) pee-pee. Fucking kids. And so as as angry as I was, justifiably so, um, I did take that minute to say, maybe you're the problem. Let's look at this as if you were the problem. And so all of a sudden it went from me being angry to me being like, look at that poor defeated mother right. and her three friends who are also defeated mothers. And look at these kids and... 
at least, you know, the kids are bathed and fed and they're with the parents and, uh, and they're just having fun and being kids. And what are you, are you going to buy one of these couches they're jumping on? What do you really care? And I then said, what adorable children on a beautiful day. Let's go and do something else, which is what I did. Right. And so I've been taking that sort of mindset and saying, when I'm driving, right. instead of going into road rage, just being like, maybe you're the problem. Now, let's be clear, America and the world, I am not the problem, right? I'm positing that. What if it was wacky Wednesday, reverse opposite world, and I am the problem, right? And it's, it's calming me down and it's making um, uh, what would have been annoying situations less annoying, and so, um, yeah. And so anyway, that's kind of what shaken bacon, which is very self-helpy and ugh, I don't love that idea, but whatever. And we'll see how it goes. I'll try it for a week. Did you get this idea from a book or a therapist or did you come up with it on your very own? I came up with it on my very, well, I'm sure it's a thing. Actually, I'm sure probably I heard it in a commercial or I read it in a book, who knows, but in my world, I came up with it on my own. Um, and how I came up with it was I was thinking as I was annoyed with those kids, I had been having a conversation with myself in my head about how everybody, we just live in this outrage culture and everybody needs to calm down. And it turns out maybe I'm also one of the people who need to calm down, which kind of dovetails into our show today. And I'll share that insight later. But um, yeah, so, okay, you, what's shaking bacon? Any kids jumping up and down on couches around you? No, thank God. Um, You're lucky. I know. I'm so glad. Um, but I'm still struggling with my knob and tube wiring, which I probably talked about here already. So my house is 100 years old and has knob and tube wiring, and my insurance company won't pay, won't, won't insure us anymore um, for the building because we have knob and tube wiring. So we need to remediate ASAP, and I'm... Uh, in charge of that because somehow I ended up being the president of the HOA probably because nobody else wanted to do it. So, um, so I'm still struggling with that and getting the, the electricians out to quote and they've got to come and look at that, look at the each unit and everybody's got to coordinate and all that stuff. So that's kind of a big pain in my ass right now. Um, struggling with that. And then, uh, on the work side, um, since we are talking about work today, but, uh, I went to Santa Barbara for a training session and uh, Santa Barbara is pretty. Uh, it's always been pretty. It's got those views of the mountains and the beach and the office where I was, you know, had a, <laughs> a conference room, had a big window looking down the mountains. So I spent more time looking at the mountains than I did looking at anybody else, which is probably why they, they were like, why is everyone so quiet? Because I'm thinking about everything else but you. I'm wishing I was on the mountains. I'm wishing I was out there instead of in here. Um, but it was nice to be in Santa Barbara, even though it was just for a short time. Uh, and I didn't get to stay at a super nice hotel. I got to stay at a Marriott Courtyard since it was a work thing. But it was a fine Marriott Courtyard, so I'm not going to complain. But but that's it. Um, but we do have a story today about work and people working with younger people. So um, I think that it, maybe we can stretch and say that's related to your dealing with kids. Uh, sure, so. totally. <laughs> um, Natalie Marie is a popular... TikToker who makes TikToks about corporate life and careers and uh, working with younger people in an office. And she goes by Corporate Natalie on TikTok. 
And she posts a lot of videos and skits and things like that, as they do on TikTok. Um, and she also co-hosts a podcast with another TikToker, Ross Pomerantz, and the podcast is called Demoted, which is positive. Um, and in a recent episode of Demoted, Natalie read an email from a listener who reported that their new employee refused to attend an 8 a.m. meeting because they had a workout class. And the email said, when asked to come in for an 8 a.m. meeting, my Gen Z new hire said, oh, sorry, I can't make it. I have a workout class. Should this be allowed? And Ross, whose employment status is unknown, said his immediate reaction to the email was, are you fucking kidding me? Like, my hand is shaking and it's not from the caffeine. And Natalie said the email made her angry. You just started this job, said Natalie. I don't give a flying shit about your workout class. Also, an 8 a.m. workout class is too late. Work out at 6, maybe 7. And Ross said he understood that working out was good for your mental health and that it was very important, but he couldn't condone, quote, monopolizing your calendar for things I would consider to be personal time. And Natalie said, that's right, new hires are not allowed to do that early in their career. So... I have some problems with this. So um, there's so many. There's, <laughs> there's so many. Um, but then one of the problems, well, so, okay, let's go through the problems and then there may be a reframing. Ooh, that's okay. suspenseful. Okay. Ooh. So, ooh. You're all about reframing. Yeah. Lately. Hey, look at that. Look out. <laughs> and there's so much give and take, yin and yang here. Exactly. Everything's interrelated. Um, and so on the surface, Yes, loads of problems here, right? Yeah. Um, like, but also, this is the way that employers typically think. Think, absolutely. Corporate employers. And certainly, absolutely. from when I started working, you yeah. were just expected to hand your soul over to the company for a paycheck and be glad you had a, well, a particularly paycheck. Particularly if you're salaried. If you're hourly, it's a little bit different. But if you're salaried... Different. You are expected to be available at all times. And uh, I'm actually, actually, I'm hourly now. And my boss told me that if I was not on the clock, I'm only part-time, but if I was uh, right now, and if I was uh, if I was not on the clock, he should be able to email me or message me. And I should get back to him and say, you know, something like, oh, I'm at the grocery store right now, but I'll call you back at whatever time. So I'm expected to be available 24-7, more or less, um, just uh, with a little oh, bit of so leeway. So when your boss said that, he he wasn't saying, hey, listen, Monday to Friday from 9 to 5, if I send you a text and you're like, I'm in the grocery store, he wasn't being cool. He well, was he saying, if I send that. you a text on Sunday. Well, I, he may have meant that. I may be overreading into what he said, but um, I, he's never texted me outside of working hours. So uh, I, I'm probably... Because well, over- you're hourly right now. You've got to wait, right? That's the trick. <laughs> Once you're salaried, pretty soon, I think. Yeah, so I'll have to. uh, I will really have to be available twenty four seven at that point. Well, right, and so that's the piece where it's like it starts to fall down, or or the there's like there's definitely a generation gap, right? Right. Like we're Gen X, and so for me, I will be looking for work in the future, Um, and uh, if I land a salaried position. I know I will expect myself to be available. Yeah. Twenty, yeah. I will do whatever it takes to get the project slash work done. Same here. I had a meeting at 5 a.m. the other day, and I was there, even though yeah. I'm hourly. I was there at 5 a.m., and I didn't complain about it. I may have raised an eyebrow, but I didn't complain. 
Right. Well, I complain to myself, like, yeah, this sure. is unfair. I don't like having to do this. But I'm there and dressed and presentable and mm-hmm. in good humor. I have a meeting at 7 a.m. on Wednesday. My workday starts at 8.30. But I'm showing oh, wow. up an hour, half early. Well, one, I'm salaried, right? Okay. And two... I have to do this in order to complete the, it's a piece of the project that needs to be done. And this is when it must be done, right? Yeah. Somebody yeah. else is in a different time zone, not their fault. I can't tell them, move to Austin and then meet with <laughs> me at 830 in the morning. Not right. how life works, right? In corporate America when you're salaried. So the expectation is, and we're preaching to the choir here, um, in, in terms of uh, Gen X and probably millennial also, yeah, maybe a bit. like corporates, corporations just own your soul. And, and yeah. that's that, right? But with Gen Z, it does sound like it's, uh, there's a little bit of a different trend. Um, but once upon a time, I was younger and had a different mindset yeah. about work. Yeah. Would it, was it a Gen Z mindset? I mean, probably not. It was a young Gen X mindset. Um, and I probably was like, F this corporation. Right. And, and I was saying, I don't, I don't know what generation Natalie and Ross are, but they're clearly coming out on the boomer slash Gen X side and, and saying something like, don't monopolize your calendar for things that I consider would be personal time. That's kind of ridiculous because it's like saying, don't have any personal time. You know, but that's what business- they're saying. Yeah, business comes first. If if you're lucky, you know, maybe at eight o'clock at night you can get your workout done. If there's no uh, no work demands on your time, but don't expect to be free to work out at eight o'clock in the morning because somebody might need you. Um, and there was a, a clip of the discussion that was shared on TikTok at, with between Natalie and Ross, and it seems like there was mostly backlash. I didn't actually watch it. Maybe you did. Um, but a I lot did. of people, did you, a lot of people seem like wondered whether 8am was even within working hours for the emailer, as we discussed, um, uh, a popular reaction TikTok skit from a guy named Alexander Evidente, uh, in which he pretended to be the Gen Z new hire and it went viral. And in the skit, he said he'd only work hours specified during the hiring process, unless he had at least a week's notice because he had commitments outside of work, which to me seems perfectly reasonable. Um, and he said, okay, let's just say I skipped the gym. Two things. One, can I expect you to reimburse me for my class? And two, are you going to be paying me from 8 a.m. to 9 a.m.? Or at the very least, let me leave at 4 p.m.? Natalie, if your answer to both of those are no, then there's no discussion needed. So I guess Alexandra was probably Gen Z. I couldn't tell from the video. Um, but I can't tell how old anyone is anymore. You definitely had that. Yeah, totally right. But also... Um, Let's just say, for argument's sake, it doesn't matter what he is, actually, Uh because um, he was taking the viewpoint of um, a Gen Z worker, or let's let's even rephrase that, because it's not a Gen Z worker, of a worker who's being unfairly taken advantage of, right, right? and sticking up for themselves. And I will say that I found those two pieces to be sensible. Uh, Hey, I have a, a class that takes place at 8 a.m. at my gym that I've paid for. If you need me to be at work, that's fine, but you need to reimburse me for the class that I've paid for with the right. money that you give me to right. be at work, right? Right. So that that makes sense. And we're leaving early, right? Yeah. That so also reasonable. perfectly reasonable, right? Um, and so where where this uh, it's interesting to me that you knew that the that he was presenting a skit, right? Yeah. 
because I did listen to the podcast of Demoted where they talk about the fallout of the situation, right? And they right. give a lot of background and a lot of detail that's missing in the early uh, phases, right? Um, and so for our listeners, what happened was um, Natalie, who has a podcast, also is on TikTok and is a content creator and was doing some show promotion of her podcast and took a clip where they talk about an employee who unreasonably is saying, I'm not available for this meeting at 8 a.m. because I have a personal life, yeah. right? And what they weren't clarifying was um, it's actually not her employee. Somebody wrote in to right. her and she read the uh, the story from the uh, yeah. uh, from the listener, right? Without clarifying that this wasn't her staff, right? And so... So that happened, and they got a lot of hate on TikTok because people thought that she was shitting on one of her employees who had an 8 a.m. thing, right? Um, also, what wasn't clear was, hey, is the employee salaried or hourly? Uh, that was never specified. And and I'm trying to think there was another thing that, that she also didn't clarify, whether it was outreach. Well, so they didn't clarify that this was just somebody dialing it, uh, sorry, writing in um, and not a real life situation for her, wasn't her employee, uh, whether the person was hourly or salaried. And then there was a third piece that they didn't. And so, uh, so what she said was the clip we put on TikTok was poorly managed on our part. And we presented people with a situation that allowed them to be angry and react, right? right? Fair enough. Then this other content creator on TikTok shows up and he pretends to be the employee of Natalie's who has the 8 a.m. class. Yeah. What's not clear in his post is that it's a skit and he's pretending. Right. Right. True. So that stitch, I'm using TikTok language here, everybody. If you don't know what a stitch is, you <laughs> need to get with it, you groovy kids. Um, that stitch got 32 million views. And she and her co-host, Ross, were, um, Wednesday night, they upload the clip. They're like, we did great. This is wonderful. And then on Thursday, um, they get a ton of hate, right? And it's going not only to them through TikTok, but it's also coming through like their LinkedIn pages, their show wow. website. They're getting one-star reviews on Apple. Like wow. everybody is like starting to attack them in real life, being like, how dare you tell an employee they have to be at work at 8 a.m. <laughs> without knowing the full story, right. right? But people didn't know the full story because the full story wasn't presented to them because nobody put that much thought into their content creation. And yeah. here's the issue, right? Well, yeah. so there's two issues. One, too many people have a platform who shouldn't, <laughs> right. right? Hi, here we are. <laughs> and then um, thing two is... Um, Oh, it just flipped right out of my brain because now I'm on like, oh my God, we have a platform. Um, but they're not careful about what they say? Well, they're not careful about what they about what they say. Um, and, and then thing two is algorithms. And so oh. this content creator who did the stitch with the show pretending to be the employee, ha ha ha, I'm so funny. I'm making a joke. Fuck uh -huh. you, Natalie. How dare you tell me I have to be working <laughs> at AM, right? 
but got everybody riled up, 32 million views. He came back and posted a follow-up and was like, whoa, everybody, it's been a crazy 24 hours. I have mm-hmm. 32 million views. This is not an arena I'm used to playing in. I was just making a skit. That explanation has only received a million views, yeah. right? Because yeah. the algorithm is slanted towards outrage, what's right. going to get views, right? And so... uh um the show demoted, the podcast demoted, is still living in this universe where people are angry and mad and 32 million people think that they're horrible mm-hmm. and only a million people actually know what's, well, a million plus one, because now I know what's actually going on having listened to their mm-hmm. uh, to their explanation today, right? Right. Um, and so I don't know if that kind of uh, reframes the apology that was made but it sounds like you knew all these details. Yeah, a little bit. Um, and and she also mentioned um, when she when she went back to apologize, she showed the original email with uh, the additional context, and, and including that the eight a.m. meeting was a quarterly meeting that all employees were notified about in advance. So it wasn't just like the five a.m. meeting when I found out about it via a text at five a.m. Um, but it was the meeting that the the exerciser. Uh, knew about well ahead of time so should have been able to schedule around um the question that i have is so natalie and ross deleted their original tiktok where they complained about the uh, 8 a.m workout class person and i don't understand why people even do that so it's, it's already out there people already know that you said this thing and it's probably um saved on a thousand different places and, and it's also there are articles that have been written about it so why would you delete your original tiktok it's just like you just panicked and you deleted it um that's that's the only excuse i can think of that she just freaked out that's, i think she should leave it for um history <laughs> <laughs> um i'm laughing but um I do, you know, I do agree with you. And so you have uh, an accurate read on the situation in the podcast that I listened to. She says, okay, so all this stuff was happening and this guy stitches this thing and everybody thought that he was really my employee and he's not. I've never seen this guy before. I don't know who he is. He does not work for me. Uh, This had nothing to do with me, but all the hate was being directed at her. Um, And so she reacted out of fear fear at slack yeah fear fear of a situation right just overwhelmed by uh. by everything that was happening and so she says she put up a horrible apology that yeah. was awful and terrible and uh not well thought out and that her big takeaway from all of this is that um and and she takes full ownership of the situation and her how her actions exacerbated things right um that uh, really she just needed to take a day or two and process things and be more clear about the situation mm-hmm. when she responded rather than just like jumping in and responding, right? Okay. So yeah, so there was an apology of a sort and I'll tell you what that apology said. Um, and I did watch the video. So this is transcribed from by me from the video. So any errors are mine. Uh, she said, we got a lot of heat and rightfully so. It was getting vicious in the comments. We decided to take the video down. To be clear, we fully deserve this heat. I do feel like with any things on the internet, a little context helps. And I think what we didn't do is provide that context. And that is on us. 
So at that point, then she provided the original email and talked a little bit about the context. Just to be clear, if you are not getting paid to work before 9 a.m., you do not have to work before 9 a.m. Do not condone that in the slightest. This is for a salaried employee once a quarter. If you are hourly or you work a job where the hours are strictly 9 to 5, please do not work outside those hours. You're not getting compensated for it, and that's not worth it. Again, the way the social clip was cut and just the things we were saying and how we were reacting and getting so fired up about it, totally take ownership for that. We will take the heat. We will wear it. If you want to attack us in the comments, absolutely go for it. I love you all. I support all of you in your work decisions. And if you want to do an 8 a.m. workout class, go for it. So that was a little weird that I love you all part. Well, yeah, right. And also, like, uh, if you want to do an 8 a.m. workout class, go for it. Because that's not what you really think. You think yeah. 8 a.m. workout class traditionally, right? Yeah. Um, and, yeah. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, I, I mean, don't if know. I had a meeting every quarter and it was at 8 o'clock and somebody said, I can't attend your 8 o'clock class because I have a workout class, I would kind of be like, what? Because uh-huh. an 8 a.m. workout class is kind of late. Because how are you going to be done and ready for work at 9 if, you have, if your workout class is at 8? It's just not going to happen. So unless you're working at home and you're not showering afterwards or whatever. But um, it's, it's, a, it's a little bit. And, and that's me being Gen X, I think, is that I expect people who uh, work for me or um, work with me to be available for planned meetings that we've discussed and prepared for. So... Right. Work go. is inconvenient, which is why yeah. you get paid right. to work. It's not right? fun. You don't do it for free. You get paid. Um, you're, you should be available appropriately. Not right. at and 7 a.m. or 5 a.m. But 8 a.m. seems reasonable to me. 8 a.m. is pretty reasonable in, in my world. Um, Especially if you're and, working with Europe or India or something like that. There's kind of no way around it, really. It's, it's a necessity. I... America's hero here, right? I've had calls at 4 a.m. because people are in different weird yeah. time zones, right? Oh, yeah. And they had to take a call at 4 a.m. their time in order, yeah. and we just bounce back and forth that way. Like, it's going to suck for each of us at some yeah. point this year, Yeah. right? And there And there you go. But, um, yeah, and so I think it really an issue of employers need to be clear about what the expectation is yes, for absolutely. employee availability. Yeah. And then employees, if you sign up for the job, you signed up for it. Yes. Sorry. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I agree completely. I will share an outrage moment that I had in my career that uh, seem I'm outraged now, but at the time I was like, okay, yeah, this is the <laughs> thing. Uh-huh. So I had a job that people just paid me to go out drinking, which is crazy, but they did. <laughs> um, and whatever, they called it marketing. And uh-huh. so fine, cool, right? I would take clients out and entertain them. And that would sometimes be in the evening. And yeah. sometimes part of that, sometimes the clients were journalists and sometimes they were writing about nightlife and nightlife in LA had become a thing. I'm going to give my job away, but uh, or where <laughs> I was at at the time, but whatever, um, uh, so anyway, my job involved going to nightclubs and taking journalists to nightclubs and people out to nightclubs so they could like, uh, write about LA nightlife. And that means you have to experience it. Uh, and cool. So I was getting home at two thirty, three o'clock in the morning Damn. and my job started at 8am, right? And it took me an hour and a half 
to get into work because I oh chose to live in Long Beach and I worked in downtown LA. Wow. And But Long Beach was cheaper. And that was a conscious choice that I made, right? right. Economics, right. et cetera, uh, uh, whatever. So, and I like, I still do like Long Beach. Sure. So, um, great, cool. Um, and I don't know, I came into, so I started this new, this new trend, this new life, nightlife thing. And it was getting home at three and I was getting into work at nine 30 in the morning. Uh, and mind you still with an hour and a half commute. Right. So I was getting maybe four to five hours of sleep and yeah. then waking up in suit and tie. This wasn't like, Oh, jeans and a t-shirt. It's so hip. Wow. And my boss pulled me aside very early on in, in this, right? And said, so I mean, within a couple of days and wow. said, hey, I've noticed that you've been getting into the office around 9.30 and you know that the workday starts at 8 a.m. and you need to be here at 8 a.m. Damn. And I know that you were out with clients until 2 o'clock, 2.30 in the morning, but um, people perceive your job as fun. And so there will start being pushback and people are, why does Theo get to go to all the nightclubs? And I looked at my boss and I said, you know, I would rather be at home, right? Mm-hmm. On a Wednesday night. Yeah. And it is not fun for me yeah. to go out to a straight bar right. at two o'clock in the morning. No, thank you. That's not fun. Right. right? Um, and I am working. Like, I'm not out drinking, and I mean, maybe I had a couple of drinks, right? But this yeah. isn't like getting blotto and being with my friends. Right. I'm at work. I'm with a journalist, and I know that if I say something or if something bad happened, like, I, I can't go what off the clock, yeah. right? Um, especially when you're in a situation where people are drinking, um, totally. including the journalist, right? They like yeah. to get sauced. Um, anything could happen. So, yeah, be sober. Anyway, um, not fun. I'm not having a good time. And if anybody wants to take that role, they're welcome to it. And mm. she said, you're here at 8 a.m. And Damn. I was there at 8 a.m. Damn, that's hard. Yep. It it sucked. And that nightlife thing went on for, um, for a couple of years. And it wasn't every night. Wow. Right? Um, but it for sure wasn't uh, only once a month. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and again, it just gets back to that. I gave myself many awards. (laughs) That's crazy. It just gets back to that thing of, I had a good job that I liked. I liked the people that I worked with. I present my boss in that one negative bad moment, but she was a good person Mm -hmm. and I get what, and I understood what was happening. Right. And it was just a case of, this is the job. If you don't want it, you don't have to have it. Nobody's Mm -hmm. begging you to keep this job. Mm -hmm. LA is not going to shut down if you quit. It did though when I quit. So, th- so there you go. Like uh, I've been in that situation, but I did the thing of, all right, uh, I'm going to do what uh, what needs to be done because that's how you keep a job. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. That's what I would have done. I would have probably started looking for another job, but uh, I would never have been in that job in the first place. Let's be honest. I, I couldn't do it. So uh, I admire you for being able to do that job. Um, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, it, well, how did I get paid to do that job? I don't know. <laughs> Somebody wasn't paying attention to what was going on, is what it was. So let's look at our criteria for an apology and judge right. our apology, which is the thing we do best, which is judge. Um, was there an expression of regret 
Not really. I don't think so. Um, was there no. an explanation of what went wrong? No. Um, she blamed the way the social clip was cut. So I'd say that's a de- deflection of blame there. Um, was there an acknowledgement of responsibility? Again, yes and no. I mean, she said we take ownership for it, but again, she said the way the clip was cut uh, worked against us. So eh. uh, there was no declaration of repentance. There was no offer of repair. She didn't say in the future we're not going to do this. In the future we're going to consider carefully, you know, the situation. We're going to explain the context. No, she didn't say any of that. And there was no request for forgiveness. So for an apology score, I'll give it a, I'll give it a one. Uh, I well, I gave it a three. Right, oh, that's good. Um, which higher than a one, but still yeah. very. Li- still but I'm nicer. Apology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nicer. I'm much nicer. <laughs> um, yeah, so still, still a bad. Even I recognized that it was a bad apology and <laughs> could not. With my new reframing, maybe I'm the problem. Maybe I don't understand the apology. No, it was a bad apology. Yeah. Um, but then listening to their episode where they actually dive into the situation and talk more about uh, their feelings, um, I would say if if they had gone through that process before apologizing mm-hmm. and then apologized, the apology probably would be a six. I, I, I mean, at a minimum, a five. Okay, right? fair. So bad apology now. Um, and I would say uh, maybe lesson learned, uh, well, I won't say, they said, lesson learned was allow time for processing. So, um, yeah, it's a, it, that apology is a three. The, later, it becomes a five. Okay. So then for the apology itself, we get an average of two. So that's not the best apology we've ever seen. Not the worst apology we've ever seen. Um, but all Not all, a total not, zero not or negative. Yeah, exactly. Not a negative, which we have given out in the past. Um, so how about who's sorry now or apology expected? Do you have one of those for us this week? I do. Um, and so apology expected and won't happen. Maybe it'll happen in the future. Okay. Maybe it'll happen in the future, but, uh, every, everything's getting so political again. So Uh here it comes. Okay. It's about politics. Apology okay. expected from the special counsel that did the uh, President Biden confidential documents or top secret documents review, uh, where they released the report. And for Biden, it was a 300 page report. Mm-hmm. Are you fine? Fu- I mean, okay, great. Uh, the same report for Mike Pence was one page. Damn. Uh huh. Yeah. Okay. Right. What's the difference between, uh, for our non American listeners? Between Pence and uh, Biden, uh, mm-hmm. well, Biden is a Democrat and Pence is a Republican. Mm-hmm. Both were in a very similar situation where they had top secret documents, just like Donald Trump had, right? And that's kind of what all of us are getting to. Um, and uh, they handled the situation differently. They were more cooperative when asked to turn over documents than the Trump, uh, we'll just call him the Trump, than the Trump had been. Um mm-hmm. And then in the uh, special counsel's report, although in the first paragraph, they're like, he's exonerated. We didn't find anything here. There's no smoke. There's no fire. Everything's fine. He's a nice elderly old man who's (laughs) confused. Oh, no. And then 299 pages about how Biden's memory is failing him and how Biden's memory is bad. All right, cool. Donald Trump in deposition, 400 
times. That's not an wow. exaggeration. That is an actual fucking count of documented, recorded 400 times he didn't remember. Well, he yeah. was under oath. That's what happens when you're under oath. If you're not 100% sure, you just say blah, blah, blah. Um, the the special counsel's report was a political hit on Joe Biden. Yeah. They're emphasizing his age. Um, it's ageist. Biden's always been a little fucking goofy. Yeah. Right? He's just always been a little bit of a loose cannon. And maybe in the 70s, that made him a swinging guy. And <laughs> now it's like, oh, it's kind of a problem when you're getting close to uh, 84. Do we know how old he is? Well, no. There's no way to know. <laughs> The first history book, when you open it up on page one, starting at the dawn of time, it's just a photo of Joe Biden. Joe Biden, <laughs> you know, said, hey, there's a cave over there, everybody. Let's go live in it. <laughs> and then he became president of America two million years later. Um, so apology expected from the special counsel. I think it might happen in 10 years time, but probably, uh, not now. Probably not, huh? Yeah. 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 Definitely political hit job. Um, and, and it makes me angry that we're going to have to live through what month is this? February, November, nine months of this. Yeah. And it's just going to get worse and worse. Yep. But don't let me be the blackbird of unhappiness. (laughs) What have you got? So I have uh, many, uh, an apology expected, which is Minneapolis Mayor Jacob Fry. I assume his last name is Fry, F-R-E-Y. It could be Frey, I suppose, but I'm going to say Fry. Um, like a bunch of mayors, or all mayors probably, he's been trying to get people to go back to downtown to work. Um, and last week he said, I don't know if you saw the study the other day. What the study clearly showed is that when people who have the ability to come downtown to an office don't, when they stay home sitting on their couch with their nasty cat blanket, diddling on their laptop if they do that for a few months you become a loser it's a study we're not losers are we these comments which were made wednesday before a crowd of about a thousand people at the minneapolis downtown's downtown council's annual meeting at the armory pissed off both remote workers and cat lovers and diddlers i guess (laughs) (laughs) and he later said it was a joke and there was no such study but he has not apologized and he can go fuck himself so there's no way in hell i'm going back to work um unless (laughs) (laughs) to the physical office space that's right yes i'm working already but i'm not going back to the office um the only way i do it is if i can't find a job they would allow me to work remotely and i actually have to work to earn a living but um it's just ridiculous and and i read a, a report that said a lot of mayors have sort of given up now on trying to get people to come back to work but but um yeah fry is not if one of them only there was a way that we could t- use that space empty office space right you know i just can't imagine like huh what could they do and yet we have all these people who live downtown who don't have a space to live in Hmm. I don't know. And I guess that you can't turn sense. all office spaces into into homeless shelters, right? But maybe one of them you could. Yeah. I mean, there, there's got to be a way to use some of that space. And I know that, you know, companies are leasing that space and blah, 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 blah. But, you know, it's just it's time that we all move on from working uh, in the office every day. It's just time that we move on. We've there have been four years now when we've been working remotely, and it's just so much more convenient and easier. And we are equally productive, if not more productive. So, move on, people. Uh, I mean, totally agreed. And so, um, James 
was home on what day was it? It was Friday, right? And as I famously announced last mm-hmm. episode, I've resigned, right? Yes. I'm in my last two, maybe three weeks. Again, it's a little, four, it's a little fuzzy. Maybe, maybe four, maybe sixteen months. Who knows? <laughs> but um, you know, I'm I'm like at the end, like the expiration date is there, and it's yeah. dated sometime in March of 2024. Great. And so I've been winding down. And Friday, oh, I don't know, it was like one in the afternoon. Um, I picked up my car keys and I was going to go to the grocery store. And I don't know, I was doing some other things. And James, uh, who is very much in the camp of all employees need to go to an office and you need to be working in an office. Uh He looked at me and he said, is this what everybody who works from home does? (laughs) <laughs> like you're just going to the store it's one and but i was why like why not is what i would ask james why not exactly. if you don't have any work to do if you're done with your work for the day or if you've got a you know an hour between meetings and you don't have anything pressing to do why not go to the grocery store what's wrong with that right it, it's not like i don't have a teleportation device in my pocket that can right. instantly take me anywhere in the world I need to be, which is called a smartphone, in case people weren't catching on to my dumb joke. But like, I'm available. I'm not saying, huh, where's the wine? Oh, great. It's time (laughs) to get drunk. It's one in the afternoon. No one can count on me later for anything. No, I am going to the grocery store. Right. And so not, but you would have thought that I had, I don't know, clapped on some ice skates and was just like <laughs> done for the day. I mean, was it was one o'clock. Go. That could even have been your lunchtime. You're allowed to go to the grocery well, store I'd during had your lunch. Oh, okay. <laughs> what, I, what I left out was I was floating around the house from like 10 in the morning until <laughs> doing some laundry to come out and answer an email. But again, you know, my role is winding down. So I don't yeah, yeah. have a lot that I need to nail down during the day. Um, uh, you know, and, and I have so, to say that a lot of time at the office is time getting coffee, talking to people, pretending to be busy. I mean, there there is a fair share of that God. time d- during the the working day. So there's absolutely no reason why we should be in the office pretending to be busy when we could be going running our errands. I remember when at Disney we uh, moved to Open Cubes. Oh yeah, and I was like, oh fuck. How am I going to pretend to be busy all day long? Yeah, it's it right. Got it was like a thing. Yeah, right. It definitely got and oh, it was it was awful. Um, and I played so much solitaire. Yeah, at, remember solitaire and Microsoft? Um, yeah, of course. Yeah, and I'm good at that game now, and I like <laughs> win it no problem seconds. So, so yeah, going into the office does not make people productive. Um, and so I think what we have now with this hybrid of going into the office and working for a bit and then working from home for a bit, it works beautifully, right? I would even argue that that is not great because a lot of the time when you go into the office part-time, you're not there at the same time as the people you work with because they're part-time in the office too. So um, maybe you do see a couple of people that you you know shake their hands and you know, get to have some FaceTime or whatever. But I, I have worked remotely exclusively for the past four years, and I don't think I'm any less productive than I was, um, honestly. Oh, totally more productive working remote. Um, and do I miss uh, seeing people every 100%. day? No, 
I don't miss seeing people. Maybe a little tiny bit, but we do occasionally have get-togethers or whatever, and you know, I may reluctantly go to one of those, and that's fine. I it wasn't for me. It wasn't the seeing people. It was the gaining access to information, right? And so you're walking down the hallway, and you hear two developers um, talking about oh the problem, and then you you know, and it's like oh okay, so there's there's a problem with development of the software that we are going to be launching next month. I, I need to be aware of that. You guys develop software. <laughs> uh, well, at, a, at a former job. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. I like, when I was at Travelocity. Oh, I see. Um, and so uh, people used our software for their own um, greedy ends. And, uh, you know, so, Bugs, our bugs would impact their websites. Yeah. And so, uh, so whatever, sometimes walking down the hallway, I might hear, overhear a conversation that was relevant and important that I might not have known about because nobody's going to broadcast that. Right. Sure. Um, so, so I do like going into an office for that. However, I am far more productive, uh, at home. Yeah, Absolutely. Even or if I not do in the office or whatever. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm honestly at my desk most of the day. And um, so I so I do get more done and I am able to use teams or whatever to keep in touch with people and just sort of check in and say hi and how are you doing and that kind of thing. So I get my yeah. social whatever out that way. Uh, but I'm also able to maintain my household <laughs> and that's uh, that's priceless, really. So I am all for working from home. Agreed. And one thing that I have noticed, um, and I don't think it's, it, it might, it might be just the office situation that I'm in at the moment mm -hmm. with the people that I, that I work with. Yeah. But, uh, remember I'll say back in the day, remember back in the day, there was always that one employee who, when we all had to go into the office and everybody yeah. had to work in the office and you have to be here, you had to be there. That's yeah. where the computer was. Oh, we yeah. didn't have computers in our homes. Right. right? Um, there was always that one person who was like, oh, my children. Oh, I'm yes. late today because my kid, oh, I can't come in today. My kids are home from school today. Yes. I can't come into the office. And it was always like, okay, what can we do about that? Yeah. Well, as somebody who didn't have kids, I really resented uh, yeah. that situation. And it would make me really mad. Right. Like, I yeah. wish I had kids. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't have to go to far. work. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, now those people are, are mostly taken care of because, you know, they can, they can arrange their own schedules, which I think is fair and adult. And uh, hopefully they don't take advantage of it. But if they do, you know, they'll be found out just like anyone else. And agreed. Get fired. But then also, and and this is a thing that I've shared with my team, right? It's like you're gonna you're gonna contact me during the day, and yeah. we do video chats and things like that internally. Mm -hmm. um, I might be at Target. Yeah. Yeah. You might be at Target. Yeah. It's okay. If right. you're a target, right. what's important is that you're accessible during the work hours when you tag somebody at 7 p.m., right? Um, and if you can finish your job in five minutes, right? awesome. Right. Uh, great. Right. right? Every, brag, here's where I'll never get hired again. Future employers will hear this. <laughs> Every job I've ever had, my measure of my success is not yeah. like, how hard am I working? It's... 
can I run my de- my job from my phone? Uh huh. Can I send an email from my phone? Do I do I uh, have like can I can I work from the grocery store? Interesting, right? Um, and if the answer is yes, if I've got my job tooled to the point where I don't have to spend hours and hours and hours getting shit done because I've built templates, I have processes, people know what their roles are, I know what the what's going on, all that stuff. If if I can get the machinery humming and I don't mm-hmm. have to be there to hand crank it, right? Success, success. yeah, right. And also more time at Target for me. <laughs> Yeah. So there you go. And Target, you're welcome for this free commercial. <laughs> Yay. I haven't been in a Target in probably 10 years. I've made it up for you. I've been, <laughs> I was there twice today. <laughs> well, thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Am I missing anything? I must be. Totally. Oh, my God. Um, so, all right. So I was in Target uh, every day, really. But at some point last <laughs> two weeks ago and they had like lunar new year stuff and oh, wow. it's oh i forgot it's year of the dragon happy lunar new year everybody happy lunar new year. and happy black history month also and it is february 11th yeah so um and i was like oh look at this stuff it's so cute oh my gosh i want it and then it was theo you don't need any lunar new year <laughs> stuff at all you don't need invitation cards you're not going to be throwing a dinner um <laughs> You know, but I wanted it. I wanted yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't get it. And now, coincidentally, I have to go into the office on Monday. And I was like, oh, you know, it would be fun. It's Lunar New Year. And so why don't I take like some, I don't know, Asian candy and cookies and crackers and whatever. And uh, I'll go to Target and I'll get some of that Lunar New Year stuff. And I'll just put up like a little Lunar New Year help yourself. Oh, cute. Yeah, right? Totally cute, right? Who's everyone's favorite employee? I you am, are. me. I brought those crackers. You're welcome. <laughs> and that dragon. All gone. Thanks, Target. Oh, Thanks. wow. All gone. Gone, gone, Popular. gone. Popular. Yep. So um, there you Apparently. go. Okay. That's So how are you missing anything at Target? Yes, you are. I, think, I am. I think you'd be impressed. It's not the Target of 10 years ago. Okay. Maybe I'll check it out one day, maybe. I'll uh, future goal. I'm going to take you to a target. <laughs> All right. I'll go to Austin just to go to target. All right, everybody. I think that's it for today. We're going to go to target now. We're Bye. Target. <laughs> um, have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Stay cool. Cucumbers. Don't trip potato chips. Catch you later. Alligator. Yeah. Done. Bye. Bye. to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>